It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap ball. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Hour number two of the JT The Brick Show. We're pretty much two weeks and two days away from being at Allegiant Stadium during a preseason game for the Silver and Black, which, by the way, will be the only preseason game here in Las Vegas during the 2023 preseason, during the 2023. Why? Because this year, the Raiders, they will have nine home games during the regular season and eight road games. So it's a fantastic opportunity for them just to take advantage of having a majority of their games being at home compared to last year when they played nine. Nine on the road, eight at home, and playing two home preseason games. It's just a little bit weird. And that's how the NFL, they went from 16 games to 17 regular season games. They shrunk the preseason by one game. Um, but last year, I mean, heck, we had four preseason games adding the Hall of Fame game. So it was all over the place. But the Raiders, they want to not be all over the place. They want to be in the same line. They want to be in the same spot. They want to be have their attention focused in one way going forward doing a progress and in that in my opinion that goes from last year when they had so many close games so many one possession game or a single digit difference at the end of the game where you're like we could have we should have but we didn't and now instead of being shoulda coulda would have to being like we did so and we got in the win column because we were able to keep the ball a little bit longer, because we were able to take more advantage of those red zone opportunities. Instead of being a plus three, instead of being a minus four when you're in the red zone, be able to get those full allotment of points. Be able to get touchdowns instead of field goals and be able to capitalize when you have the ball in your favor. I'm remembering that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was a hot start for the Silver and Black in Week 9. They had a 2-6 and six record, I want to say. No, they already had the bye week, so it was a 2-5 and five record at that moment. Right after the New Orleans games, that that was just a forgettable night for the Silver and Black. They went out there to Jacksonville and they started off hot. They were up seventeen to nothing. They were feeling themselves. The defense got a turnover. They got back to back three and outs. They were taking advantage of those opportunities. But at the end of the day, it wasn't the way they wanted to close the first half. They went for a field goal, left the ball in Jacksonville's hands with forty five seconds left, and they got a field goal too. And you go in at halftime twenty to ten, and you aren't able to manage the clock. You aren't able to manage the possession of the ball because the idea that the coach staff is trying to send down to the field isn't executed the way they want to so that's the train of thought at this moment with this coaching staff with this front office now we got the guy that we want at the helm with the ball in his hand to be able to relay what we want to do on the field and that's going to be hopefully 
only Jimmy Garoppolo, but if not, you can even bring in Brian Hoyer, and he has been in the system more recently than Garoppolo, so he knows what Josh McDaniels likes to do, what Josh McDaniels wants to do. So that's the hope right now with the Raiders, that the offense can stay afloat and that the defense can make improvements compared to last year. And I'll say one thing. To make improvements on offense, you need to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on his feet. You need to keep him standing up. You don't want him laying down on the field after getting hit, even if it's not a sack, if he gets rid of the ball and he gets pushed down. You don't want to see much of that. A quarterback is going to get hit one way or another, either with sacks or with players coming in late and having a not necessary roughness penalty thrown their way, roughing the passer that we've seen plenty in the NFL the last couple of years. And the key for the quarterback to stay up on his feet is the offensive line. And somebody that's a member of that offensive line is the starting center for the silver and black, Andre James, who spoke with the media today. And we're going to listen to his whole media availability here right now on the JT The Brick Show. Andre James, center for the Raiders from UCLA. Andre, I'd like to ask you about two players. First, McClendon is a young man, comes in, UDFA, very high football IQ. They're high on him. What have you seen from him? You know, uh, he, he's a great player. He's uh, he's came in with the mentality of just to, to work and just to get after it. He, he asks the right questions in uh, the meeting rooms. And, uh, yeah, he absorbs all the information really well. Um, being an undrafted guy, he, he's coming in. You have to come in with that mentality. You know, I know myself. Uh, we've ha- we have to come in with that. And, yeah, he's, he's done everything the right way so far. So proud of him. And then Greg Roten comes in. He's a grizzled veteran able to stay healthy all the time. What has he brought and lent to this offensive line? Yeah, we're really excited to have Greg. Uh, he Obviously, like you said, uh, he, he's been around quite a while, so he brings a lot of experience. So uh, it's, it's great to add something like that into into our room, add leadership, especially for these younger guys to have someone who's been there and done that. You know, only only helps us and benefits us. So it's great having him. Andre, this is your first time, you know, when a new quarterback, starting quarterback, what's it been like? Kind of, I know it's only been a couple of days with Jimmy G, but what's it been like kind of working on the relationship? Yeah, it's been awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, it was funny. It was literally like the couple of days ago, it was me and his first times getting snaps together. So, you know, we're, we're, we're working together. It's, uh, it's awesome working with a guy like that. He, he gives great feedback. He, he's a great leader in that huddle. He, he leads us real well. And uh, you, you want to block and play for a guy like that. So I'm excited to have him. The element of... Do you just snap the ball the same, or do you kind of cater it in a different way to or do quarterbacks have different preferences in terms of how you snap it? Or? Oh yeah, it's, it, it's very different. Every every quarterback in uh, in center, it's it's there's little tweaks here and there that you got to go through, and we're kind of in that in that uh, growing experience right now, just learning, you know, communicate how how you want the ball, you know, placed right here. It's it's little tweaks here and there, and that's what we're kind of dealing with right now, especially going with we got three different quarterbacks, we got you know almost three different centers who we're working with, so everyone's a little bit different, but. Uh, it's, it's been it's been good so far. So. Probably not any more emphasis than you wanted to do to protect him, but he has had injuries, and that's kind of been his career of late. Um, does it even more play in your head about that in terms of protecting him this year and how important it is to protect him? You know, my job and the rest of the, the other four guys on the offensive line is to keep a quarterback healthy at all times. So, you know, that job isn't changing. Our, we want to keep him as healthy and as clean as we can for every game. So. There were a lot of times in training camp last year where you're looking to your right and left, wondering who exactly was lining up alongside you. Um, it seems like that's changed a little bit this year, where a little bit more consistency 
Um, how much better does that feel, kind of bringing back the same five and, and moving forward with that group? It's awesome. You know what I mean? The O-line is all about uh, cohesiveness and uh, gelling together, like I've said be- before a lot of times. Uh, that chemistry, playing between different guys you, you've played with before, it's, 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 very, it's very helpful and it's a very familiar feeling. So uh, our, our challenge is, is to keep working every day and just keep growing, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Andre, people who've played with Jimmy before talk about the way he gets rid of the ball really quick. I'm just curious, you obviously have played no games with him, no pads, but how much will that improve this offense, his ability to just get rid of the ball so quick? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would, it would help us out a lot. Uh, as offensive line, you want to get that ball out quick because it makes your job easier. But uh, you know, our job's going to stay the same. We want to block and protect him for as long as we can. That's what we're going to continue to do. When's the first time you actually snapped the ball, Jimmy? Was that like a big day in the calendar? Kind of like... <laughs> yeah, two days ago. Two days ago was the first time. So, you know, it was actually funny. I was looking forward to it. I was thinking, like, uh, this past offseason, I was like, man, I ain't even snapped to him yet. So <laughs> two days ago was our first time, and it was good, man. We're just going to continue to keep working together. And, you know, the more reps you do, the more you get familiar with someone, and that's that's what we're doing. And we're just going to continue to grow together, and it's going to be good. Max says he talks trash. Does he talk trash out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a big talker. You know, him, him and Jermaine go back and forth. That I have to get Jermaine back in the huddle all the time. Like, <laughs> he likes to get in your head. It's fun, it's fun playing with dudes like that. I try to stay in my own element. I, I can't say too much about that. <laughs> what's like the, not misconception, but what's the biggest thing that you learned about Jimmy that you would have never thought about him just on the outside looking in? Man, he's just one of the boys. You know, he comes in and he's he, he just kicks it with us. And, you know, he's, he's willing to hang out with us uh, in the locker room. You know, he's, he's just an ordinary dude, and that's what we love. He's He's just one of the guys, and I can't say too much more about that. We Do you love feel that. like you won't really be able to get to know Jimmy until you see his grilling skills? <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard he, he can throw down too, so hopefully uh, we'll have a little cook-off here and there. <laughs> Andre, you know, obviously Jimmy wasn't there in the spring, and then Josh isn't there now. Um, you know, whatever issues might come from that, you know, obviously it could be a race with great O-line play. You know, how much, you know, do you guys embrace that challenge to be as good as you can for the benefit of kind of all of that? Yeah, we're just taking the mentality that wh- who's ever back there running that rock, uh, we're going to block our best for it. You know, our, our job is whoever is back there running it, we're going to create a hole and, and uh, anyone can run it back there if, if you, you block the right way. So that's the mentality we're going to take. Was there some uh, like validation when you look back to last season? We talked about now having the five in place, and you go back to last training camp at all these spots up for grabs. People are like, oh, how's this O-line going to be? And you guys blocked for the leading rusher in the NFL, kind of turned into some strength. Is there some validation how last year has gone as a unit? Yeah, we're just going to continue just to build off of that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with the way we, we ran the ball, but we're not satisfied in any, way, in any way. There's always room for improvement, and that's what I feel like gets us excited. You know, we go back and we watch plays from last year, like, man, if we would have just done this, we could have got, you know, this much more yardage. There's always that, and that's that's our mentality we're taking. Like, if we just did one little thing right, we could have went for 10 more yards, 20 more yards. So we're just going to continue to keep growing on that, and hopefully it's gonna we're going to continue to improve. Andre, can you talk about Dylan Parham a little bit? Last year, he came in as a rookie, and he started all 16 games, or 17 games, excuse me. And then this year, um, he looks a lot smoother and, and, and really understands the concepts of what guys are trying to do up front. Can you talk about what he brings to the table from that standpoint? Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's been awesome. We've all been super impressed with the way he, he's came and handled himself, especially as a rookie. It, it, rookie year's hard, it's long, and he's, he's done a great job with staying focused. He's a dude that comes in every day and just grinds. And uh, I was really impressed with the way you know he carried himself in the meeting room and on the field. 
he's, he's a guy who responds to adversity very well, and you want to play with a guy that's like that. You know, it's one, it's one of my boys, so happy to have him there. Going back to the question about the validation from last year, you guys often said you didn't you didn't pay attention to all that. You weren't you know you weren't focused on it. But how much did it drive you, like knowing that you know, people were doubting you so much, and then going into this year, you don't really have that same because there's not really people doubting in that same way. Like you have to find motivation somewhere else. No, you know, I think the every, every motivation is all self motivation. You know, we 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 have the same pieces there, and we want to continue, like I said earlier, to to keep improving. But we look back and we're like, man, we we could do so much more, so much more, and that's what we're going to continue. It's all about the little things, especially as offensive line. It's it's about the small little details, and we just need to continue to improve on those. And I think uh, it'll be good in the long term. Colton said that Dylan's got stronger this offseason. Was that noticeable? He that it's gotten bigger. Yeah, he's strong, man. He, he he showed up a couple months back, and I was like, man, how much is this dude weighing? <laughs> but he, he looks good. He looks good. He holds his weight really well, and he, he he's very strong. You know, he can squat. I, I can't even count that much, but he can squat a lot, and uh, that's the type of dude you want to play next to you. You want him on your side, so. <laughs> what does your offseason program kind of look like? What, what are some things you like to do to work on and you know, add strength or speed or whatever? Yeah, so pretty much uh, I stay here pretty much all offseason. And it's great because uh, AJ and his strength staff, they're, they're amazing. And uh, I live here full time, so I got my house here. You got free food. You can't beat that. You got free training. So uh, I'm, I'm here in Vegas full time. But uh, just working out with those guys, their program is amazing. Uh, they do a fantastic job to get us ready for the season. So, What's been the best thing about living in, in Vegas full time aside from football? I definitely got to say the food. The food here is unlike anywhere I've been before. I think you get a lot of chefs that come out here, and they just they open up spots even off the strip. I mean, the food is fantastic. So, two more questions, guys. <laughs> What's your favorite spot? Oh, that's a hard one. Sushi. I got a shout out, Sushi Hero. It's definitely one of the uh, best spots for sushi. Um, man, uh, Lamai. If you guys are looking for a, a little um, Thai spots right off there, off of uh, St. Rose, it's a really good spot. But uh, I'm gonna keep the rest a secret. I don't want to give too many spots. I don't want to see all these faces in there. So, <laughs> you said what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm waiting. That's why I'm gonna keep them hush hush for right now until they start throwing something my way. <laughs> you know, I try to talk to him here and there, but uh, it's a hard situation. I, I, I see where he's coming from. I see where both sides are coming from. Hopefully, we can get him back. So, yeah, we love we love Josh, and hopefully, it works out in the long term. Andre James, starting center for the Las Vegas Raiders right there during his media availability. I was exactly thinking the same thing about him giving shout-outs to that sushi spot and to that other place. I'm like, yo, Andre, get a sponsorship first. Or at least get some free food out of him like you do with uh, the Raiders facility that he gave him props. And it's like exactly what we think from the outside at times with guys not taking advantage of that. It's like, look, they'll feed you instead of having to go to a crowded gym that you don't know if you're going to be able to feel comfortable there or not. You got facilities that you could use year round on while you're under contract. It's like, hey, good thing that Andre James is taking advantage of those um, resources that the Raiders have available for their players. And obviously Dylan Parham is someone that has been taking advantage of those resources for him because yesterday it was Colton Miller. Today was Andre James and I'm telling you, when he walked out of that ice box that's at the 50-yard line where the um, where the bleachers are for the fans, uh, Parham walked right next to me. I was like, damn, this guy looks bigger, stronger, 
I don't know if taller, but maybe even taller. I'm like in a good way, bigger in a good way, stronger in a great way. And that's something that you want to see dedication from a guy that the Raiders, heck, the first draft pick in the history of the Raiders under their new regime was this guy. And that's the kind of dedication that you want to see from the guys that have been drafted from the Raiders that you look into last year's draft class and he was pretty much the guy that ended up getting more than 80% of the snaps from the draft class last year. You didn't see a lot of production from Zamir White and Britton Brown because they weren't given the opportunity to get that production. You look over at Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell, a couple of games they were inactive. Thayer Mumford, he was seeing a lot of his action once injuries happened and once you ended up uh, putting in the jumbo packages out there. He was the extra tackle. That's when you saw the opportunities for these rookies to show up. So the one that ended up from day one getting the opportunity to play to start from preseason to regular season was Dylan Parham. And he might have had a welcome to the NFL moment early in the season when the Raiders played the Chargers. But after that, he held his ground. And now he's solidified as a member of this Raiders offensive line that I insist it's going to be key what these guys do for the success of the Raiders in the 2023 campaign. And we hope that the Raiders are able to have that success. Another player that spoke today on after Raiders Day. Raiders training camp day three was wide receiver Hunter Renfro, who was a pro bowler in 2021, but in 2022, he had a a speed bump in his way with injuries, and he wasn't able to be on the field as consistently as the team had wished once they gave him that extension on his contract. And now with the addition of Jacoby Myers, trade rumors started being floated around from some media that I like some that I don't like, but uh, uh, the fans, the fans online, and that's the thing right now. On social media, anybody can get a blue check mark and put rumors out there that don't even have a foundation. Hunter Renfro, he was asked about those trade rumors, and here's what number 13 had to say. You know, just have fun every day and control what I can control. And, um, you know, going out there with my teammates and just just playing the best that I can and um, having fun with it. And I think, you know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a lot of fun last year. And, um, and so that's my big thing for this year is find ways to have fun and, you know, not really care about the outside noise and just go out there and, um, you know, go in with my teammates and find a way to have a blast. Yeah, you can't focus on the outside noise. You can't pay attention to the stuff that other people are telling about, saying about you when you know what you're going through. Nobody knew more about Hunter Renfro and his struggle in the 2022 season than Hunter Renfro. He wanted to be out there on the field. He wanted to be a contributor. But if you're not at 100%, you can't be out there in a physical game where you got live contact like it is in football. You have to be ready. And Hunter Renfro, he went through that injury struggle for the first time in his career in that latitude, and it, now it's time for Hunter Renfro to show what he can do. So the trade rumors was something that he spoke about, and also the lack of fun. Let's hear about that from Hunter Renfro. I think a lot of lot of uh, expectations I put on myself and a lot of uh... – yeah, just trying to do too much and feeling kind of, you know, I've always gone by the two things of, you know, the way I measure my success in the season is, you know, not letting my teammates down and, and being the reason why we win games. And I feel like I didn't do a very good job of either one of those last year. And that's why, you know, I was, uh, 
I didn't have the most fun. But there were some good parts of last year and things we can take from. And, you know, I enjoyed all my teammates and that sort of deal. But I want to uh, definitely give them the best version of myself. Oh, there were definitely high expectations on Hunter Renfro for going in from 2021 where he was a pro bowler to 2022 after he got that contract extension. Not much, not not much because of the contract extension, but because we saw what he could do in 2021 and every year you saw him become a better version of himself. 2019, we all remember his rookie year. He was third in Renfro, right? He was Derek Carr's option when he had a third down that he needed to move the sticks. Who would he go for? Hunter Renfro. 2020, he started becoming a weapon that was reliable in every single down. And he was a guy that he would be searched and seek to throw the ball at in any situation. It didn't matter if it was first down. It didn't matter if it was second and long. It didn't matter if it was third and short. If Hunter Renfrew was on the field, he was a guy that the Raiders would go for. But then in 2021, he became the wide receiver that was the main target at times for Derek Carr. 128 targets, 103 receptions. Heck, that average of Balls thrown at him and balls caught was very, very high. 1,038 yards, nine touchdowns, 51 first downs in his 103 receptions. Almost half of his catches were first downs with the silver and black. He was a guy that the Raiders relied on and that he delivered. He was a pro bowler. I was right there. Heck, I made it on TV because I was sitting front row during the Pro Bowl with my friend Rachel Brown, and I bought a Hunter Renfro Pro Bowl t-shirt because I was like, hey, this is our guy. This is our Raider guy, and he is going to represent us in a great way. He caught a touchdown pass from Mac Jones in that game. But in 2022, unfortunately, because of injuries, he took a step back. 330 yards, two touchdowns, 36 receptions on 50 targets. All of those numbers were career lows for Hunter Renfro. Now, having a healthy Hunter Renfro, having a Renfro that, as he said, there were high expectations on what he could do. And right there, he can take a page out of Chandler Jones' book. It doesn't matter what your stats say as long as you're producing on the field. At times, you might be used as a decoy. But if you open enough space for the guy next to you, be it a Jacoby Myers, be it a Michael Mayer, be it a Zamir White, be it a Devontae Adams... And that helps the team produce and get down to the down on the field and being able to get in the red zone and being able to get in the end zone. As long as you get a high grade for what you're doing on the field with the game plan, that is going to be what the team needs. And I got I got a feeling that Hunter Renfro will have a big year when you talk about that. We got a final cut from Hunter Renfro from today's media availability that is it's something that for the second year in a row I've seen from the Raiders and their roster construction, especially in training camp and in the preseason. When you are able to have 90 guys in that locker room, in that roster right now, the Raiders, they love piling up wide receivers. Last year, Demarcus Robinson, who people said, hey, he could be a contributor. He ended up getting cut after the first preseason game because the Raiders said, okay, he's not going to make it here. Let's give him a chance to go and get a roster spot elsewhere. Right now, the Raiders, they got wide receivers and double digits, a lot of quality in that wide receiver room, and this is what Hunter Renfro said about the depth of that wide receiving room pushing him. Uh, not really. I think just pushing each other every day. I think when you have a lot of good players, um, 
you know, at least some of the good teams I've been on, we've all pushed each other and, um, you know, just iron sharpens iron and you get better and better and better. And you see, you know, DeAndre Carter make a play and you go out there and want to make a play or, you know, Trey or Devontae, whoever it is, right? Um, you go see them do something spectacular and you're like, man, that's fun, right? And you want to go, uh, you know, go, go, go do that as well. A total of 11 wide receivers the Raiders have on their roster right now. 11, and that's, of course, including all-pro wide receiver Devontae Adams, former pro bowler Hunter Renfro, a draft pick like Trey Tucker, a fellow that the team ended up bringing back from last season like Keelan Cole, who who was important towards the end of the season for the Silver and Black, DeAndre Carter, who is a special teams ace that the team brought into this squad, Philip Dorsett, a guy that's a speedster on the field, a nine-year veteran in the NFL, somebody that has worked before with uh, Josh McDaniels and that coaching style, that offensive system. And then you look at fellas like Cam Sims, who in my opinion, he can be this year's Mac Hollins when you are looking for a big target in the end zone. And Mac Hollins, he did a great job last year with the Silver and Black, both on offense and on special teams. DJ Turner, he had a good uh, preseason last year, and he ended up sticking around in the team's training camp, his third year now with the, a two-year veteran now with the Raiders out of the University of Pittsburgh. So there's talent in that wide receiver room. And now that, that that's a big question. Who is going to – you know Devontae Adams ain't going to play in the preseason. So now who is? Who is going to be out there in the preseason? Jacoby Myers, I doubt that he'll get preseason snaps. Same thing as Hunter Renfro because you've already seen what they've done in the NFL. They don't have anything to prove to you in preseason action. Heck, the last guy that proved something in preseason action right now is in a contract situation. Isn't at at um, training camp because he wants more more respect when it comes to the money that he's receiving. He proved himself, but I don't think that Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams have to prove themselves. So now that's why you have a stacked wide receiver room. You give them rotation during those three preseason games that the Raiders are going to play at Allegiant against San Francisco, at SoFi against the Rams, and at Jerry's World against the Cowboys. So it's interesting, and also the quarterbacks. That's going to be fun. Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, this season, they're the, going to be the two guys that, unlike last year where Jared Stidham in the final two games of preseason, it was pretty much the Jared Stidham show. I got a feeling these three preseason games, it's going to be mostly Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. So that's another thing that we got to keep our eye on. Aiden O'Connell. Today they split up the snaps during today's practice because Jimmy Garoppolo had a scheduled day off. So now let's see what these fellows can bring to the equation. There were a couple of good uh, plays out there that the fans popped for when you, when it came to offense, and that's something that we're going to keep an eye on with who is making the best plays out there. Michael Mayer, of course, another guy. And I can't wait for all the Raider Nation to come out here to Las Vegas for that preseason game. There's some that are coming. Some that are going to wait for the real thing once it comes in September for the regular season. If you're coming to Vegas, I want to recommend you to head over to the Resorts World. Their facility is incredible. If you want to go shop, if you want to go to get entertainment, if you want to go gamble, if you want to go to their sports book, 
Everything is fantastic at Resorts World, including their brand new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge right there at Resorts World. It's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy their delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. And something that I love as someone that lives in Las Vegas that has a Nevada driver's license is whenever you tell locals, hey, locals, we got a special just for you. Buy one. Get one free every night from 8 p.m. until midnight. You heard it right. Every single night. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday or if it's a Friday or a Saturday. You get that special as a local for four hours. No happy hour here. Happy hours. Four happy hours right there at the Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge. Let's go to a commercial break. We'll be back with more here on Raider Nation Radio with JT The Brick Show. We're closing out this week and pretty much this month. Yeah, you're just, uh, you're more Back familiar. Back to the JT uh, The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Yeah, you're just, uh, you're more familiar um, with the area, the location, faces, the system, the program. Um, I mean, speaking for myself, uh, you, you don't want to use the word comfortable, but uh, you just, you kind of get in a groove, in a routine. You get, you know, you get acclimated. So uh, that's definitely where I am now, and I'm excited for year two. Year two for Chandler Jones with the silver and black. Last season, it was a slow start for the future Hall of Famer. But towards the end of a season before the injury that left him out the last couple of games, he started getting hot. He's starting feeling good. He had a great game against the Los Angeles Chargers. I loved watching him wrap um, Justin Herbert around his arms and taking him down. It's like, hey, that's the Chandler Jones that you want to see every game. And this is a guy that he's been there. He's done that. He's been in the NFL for over a decade in his dedication. We keep seeing it day in and day out. It doesn't matter if it's voluntary OTA sessions, if it's mandatory minicamp, if it is training camp and if it is preseason if it's regular season every day he's out there at practice you see the dedication that this guy has and the intent that he goes out to that field with he goes out there to be better every single day and make his team better that's the kind of players that you want on his team and you want the the best the hope for the Raider Nation is to have production that not only shows in tape as something that, okay, he sets something up for somebody else. The hope is if you can get double-digit sacks out of Chandler Jones, that would be the best-case scenario for the silver and black. Not just be a run stopper, which is he's fantastic at. Be able to get to the quarterback in time, take him down, make it hurt, and be able to put your team in a better situation. Jacoby Myers, this is a guy that, in my opinion, he, he's intriguing. He's a guy that he can help the Raiders in different ways. 6'2", 200 pounds, a 26-year-old coming into year number six, five, sorry, in the NFL for him. His He was 
a rookie with New England in 2019, and he kept growing every season. After that, doubling his production in 2020, the pandemic campaign, and then 2021, he had a career-best 866 yards last year, again over 800 yards, but also six touchdowns to go uh, with that after only having two touchdowns in his first three seasons in the NFL. How will Josh McDaniels utilize him in his system? How will he be able to take advantage of playing with the real wide receiver one on the field next to him? With him not being wide receiver one, with that responsibility falling on Devontae Adams' lap because he's not only wide receiver one for the Raiders. In my opinion, he's wide receiver one in the NFL. So... Having a guy like Devontae Adams on the field next to him, hopefully Michael Mayer pans out the way that the coaching staff in front office wants to. That's going to leave Jacoby Myers as a great option for opportunities for the Raiders to get big chunk yardage out of place. And Jacoby Myers, he spoke with the media today, and I'm going to give you a shot at listening to the whole press conference here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. I mean, it was great, honestly. We kind of trying to get this process of growing together. I'm trying to understand him. He's trying to understand us. So hopefully we can all get on the same page and put a good product out there on the field. I know you missed a, a little bit of time in OTAs. How, how are you feeling just physically overall um, mm. coming in training camp? Physically, I'm having, I'm doing all right, honestly. It's, I ain't going to lie, it's a little hot, but... <laughs> I'm learning, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting used to it. I'm enjoying it. The guys out there make everything fun, so it really don't even matter. I'm just enjoying it. How, how different is it practicing in this than what you're used to? Um, I actually got lucky because when I was with the Patriots, we came out here last year to practice for a week, so I kind of had a, a intro to it. I knew what to expect, but you better drink some water. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. You better drink some water and stay hydrated. That's all. Different than because there's other places in the league right now where there is humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there a difference to you and you, any kind of preference on which one you'd rather be operating in? Nah, I don't really got a preference. It is a difference, but I don't have a preference. I just kind of I'm a line it up and go kind of guy. So. The receiver room overall, you guys have a lot of players that can line up at multiple spots. What's that? I don't know if you kind of had that happen before in your career, but what's been like kind of moving around a little bit more as the guys move around? Mm, nah, it's a it's a definitely a smart room. And not even just like the top, it's not a top heavy room. Like actually the guys who most people wouldn't think to name are kind of some of the guys who got a lot of talent and make a lot of plays or smart guys and they'll probably be the first ones to answer questions. So it's it's been actually a good challenge, you know, just making sure I gotta be in there on my stuff every day because I know every guy from the top down is gonna be on their job. So it's been fun. Truly. What have you learned from Devontae? I mean, that's he's just a pro, honestly. All the good things you hear about him, those aren't things people just randomly say. Like, he earned every compliment I feel like he got, honestly. So, he attacked the game well. He could do a lot of things on the football field. And I see why he get paid the big bucks, truthfully. Like, he he, he one of them guys, like, they say he good, and then he come out and show that he good. So, it's been a lot. Honestly. I couldn't, I could sit here and name it all day, but I know y'all want to go home. Are you surprised at his humility? Mm. That to be that good, but to be humble like he is. I mean, he's willing to teach anyone. He'll take young defensive backs to the side and coach them. Are you a little bit surprised by that? Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like a lot of guys probably get to the top and lose who they are maybe. But no, nah, not him. Like he, he is who he is. And I, I respect it. I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but like I, I respect who he is as a person and how he helped younger guys, like you said, how he still 
is willing to speak up for younger guys, speak up for herself. So I respect him as a man for sure. Dave, he's asked about you. He said you know, he was kind of surprised by how mature you are for you know being so relatively young guy in the league. Where do you think that that kind of part of your your personality comes from? I just like to stay out the way and play football, man. Like that's probably that's the honest truth. You know, I don't I don't want any problems with anybody, and I don't want anybody to have problems with me. Let's just go out there and play football. So obviously, it's different terminology, you know, from being there now being here. But how comfortable are you with being now into? doing installations stuff like that and kind of the familiar offense um every day they definitely have been challenging me you know so i got to kind of pay attention make sure that actually gets a little harder when you've been in one place and then you come to a different place and they change it up but it might be the same thing you never know like it's you'll hear words and be messed up like hold on what this stand for so it's been a learning experience but i'm enjoying it at the end of the day and i got to be on it because if i won't they will so Jacoby, you come from a basketball background in high school. How much has that helped mold your game when you play different positions and then learning a new scheme coming into uh, the Raiders? Man, I was coming off the bench. I ain't doing nothing. But I was, you know what I'm saying? That, I would more so say playing middle infield. And, like, yeah, the basketball thing does, it teaches you a little bit about shifting, but infield teaches you how to just be low, wide, wide enough, able to move left and right, be quick off the ball, light on your feet. So. I'd probably give a lot more credit to baseball for my career than I would basketball. It's only been a couple of days of, of practice, but what have you saw from the defensive backs that you got to go up against and, of course, the addition of Marcus Peters as well? They willing to compete. You know what I mean? One day, it's like every day, they get better. You know, that first day, it's all right, this is what we're working with. The next day, I was like, why didn't you show this yesterday? And then today, it was a whole other level. So, I mean, they're getting better every day, which is great. You know, I'm happy for them. That's going to push us to get better every day. So... I'm proud of what we got. Jacoby, you mentioned you know trying to grow with Jimmy and kind of being on the same page. How do you how do you do that? Reps. You know what I'm saying? The more you do it, the more you grow. You just got to keep at it. Jacoby, what have you seen out of Hunter Renfro too, being being the slot receiver? Man, he he's crafty. Like, he, and not even just physically, but like mentally too. Like, he can the way he put routes together or think about routes before he even run them. It's it's a unique skill set and. Another one of those guys who earned every compliment he's gotten. So. It's fun. Like, I'm really just out there, like, line it up. They're going to get open, so I might as well get open. You know, they, they paid me. Might as well go out there and do something. Jacoby, you've been on a lot of talented teams, but specifically about this wide receiver room, you guys may have the deepest in the NFL with all the talent. Are you, when you look around that room, do you think about the possibilities of what that group has the ability to do? I mean, yeah, definitely. All the time. I mean, like, I don't just say it's fun because that's what I'm supposed to say. Like, I truly am enjoying watching every guy in there compete. Like, they, like, truthfully, from the top down, like, there are some really talented players in that room. So, it's a lot of guys being slept on. Just, just watch them sleepers in the room, man. They, them undrafted guys, they can ball. They can, they smart. They play hard. Like, they do a lot of things right. So, I mean, long answer, but, yeah, I am excited to be with them and watch them play. Yeah. Uh, Chandler said he he hasn't talked trash to you because he's not a trash talker, but he does have jokes, is what he said. Yeah. What what have your interactions with him been like? Man, Chandler, cool dude. But then again, I can only say so much, so I gotta. You know, yeah. He says he's not a trash talker, but a jokester. Do you think he's a trash talker? More so a jokester, like he said. With the jokes, they like little slick jokes. He's like, oh, I'm a laugh, but I remember that. You know, what I mean? <laughs> there you go. 
Appreciate y'all. Cody Myers, wide receiver for the silver and black. And you go back to that situation with the jokes and the trash talk. He's like, nah, Chandler, he's a jokester. And that's something that Ramondre Stevenson's going to have to live the rest of his life with. Jacoby Myers is going to have to live the rest of his life with that those lateral passes that ended up with the Raiders defeating the New England Patriots at Allegiant Stadium last year. But now it's like, okay, what's next? And that's always what you got to look into the future. And for Jacoby, it's okay. Now you have to make something that makes everybody forget about that lapse in judgment that you had when you threw that long lateral looking for Mac Jones. What is next? And for the Raider fans, it's like, hey, let's get some positive stuff for the Raiders while you're playing with the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium, and that's going to be a big task for Jacoby Myers, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to achieve it. If they got, if the Raiders brought him into the building, it's because they trust him, and it's because also he came at a great price for the silver and black. When you look at the wide receiver market last year and what teams were playing, paying wide receivers last year compared to this year, Jacoby was pretty much the best wide receiver in the market, and the Raiders got him at a good price tag. Now it's take advantage of him. It's not those controllable contracts that you have ready for your squad as the draftees. It's higher than that, but it's better compared to what other teams are paying their wide receivers. I want heck, have you seen the traffic on the strip? Formula One, all the construction going on over there. It's crazy. And with that, crazy drivers come out of the people that are in those cars. If you end up in a car accident, I got a phone number for you, 702-222-9999. That's the Castro Verde Law Group. Alex and Orlando de Castro Verde, they manage that group as a family. They're going to take care of you. If you need a lawyer, call them, the Castro Verde Law Group, 702-222-9999. Let's go to a break, and we'll wrap up the show in a bit. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. This would be the first complete game shutout, and there it is. Shohei Otani goes all nine. And there it is. First career complete game shutout for the Unicorn. The soon-to-be two-time AL MVP has never been better on a big league mound. His first career complete game shutout, only one hit, only four base runners. And that was game one of a doubleheader. I was watching it live while we were here in the studio, Bobby and myself, and I was like, damn, Shohei's having a day. And then he starts the next game hitting a home run, and it's like, damn, that dude is not good. He's great. And then once we left the studio, he did this. Oh, oh he got another one. Get going. Otani has done it again. Santa Maria. Complete game shutout. Check. Two homers in the nightcap. Check. Santa Maria. On the same damn day, he had a complete game shutout pitching, and he had two home runs in the next game. 
That's incredible. And that was less than 24 hours after it was confirmed that Artie Moreno wouldn't trade Shohei Otani before the trade deadline. So he's going to be an angel from here through the end of the 2023 regular season. And who knows if they make it to the playoffs or not. And Shohei, through his interpreter, tells us that was a plan all along. From the beginning, I was um, my plan was to finish strong this season with the Angels. So, so nothing's really going to change mentally, but all the people talking around about the trades, that's going to be all gone. So I feel like I could just focus on taking this team to the playoffs. There you go. Let's see if they do make it to the playoffs and if they do get the opportunity of make some noise. I mean, if my team was playing the Angels, I would be scared only when Shohei's pitching. Those are the games that I'd be like, damn, that one's going to be tough to win. But then you play anybody else in that rotation, and I'd be like, eh, we got a good shot. We can get that win. And get that win is what two undefeated fighters are going to try to do this Saturday, tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena. Two of the best pound-for-pound fighters will square off in a fight that's going to be pay-per-view on Showtime. And you know that Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, they want to get that win. They had their press conference yesterday. I had to find the best moments that didn't include cursing. So here we go. Let's hear from Bud Crawford first. Terrence Crawford. Everything about Terrence Crawford is better than Errol Spence Jr. When you look at everything that I do do in the ring, is better than Errol Spence Jr. So, you know what I mean? Come fight night. I be proving each and every one of the doubters wrong once again that Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in the world today. And that's just what it is. Not taking, you know, any credit away from Errol. He's a great fighter. He, he's, he's good at what he do. But when you compare him to Terrence Crawford, there's no comparison. I'm just a better fighter. There you go. Speaking in third person right there, Terrence Crawford, who's the favorite in this fight, but not by much. Minus 140, Errol Spence is a plus 120 underdog. Crawford, 39-0, 30 knockouts. Errol Spence, 28-0, 22 knockouts. So they're both very close. Let's hear from Spence. And my skills are superior. Yeah, he's yeah, he talented. You know, he got God-gifted abilities. But we talk about skill set. We talk about what my coach teach. And that's why he is a trainer year because what he teach, you know, he, he don't have a fighter with just, just talented. He teach fundamentals. He teach sound basics. And that's what he's going to find out, that, that I do have great defense. I do have great offense. I do have great stamina. I have all the above. I just don't have talent. There you go. Big fight night tomorrow. And also UFC 291, Poirier against Gaethje. That's going to be a big time main event. I hope they don't clash and happen at the same time boxing and UFC. I prefer the UFC as of late. Boxing has lost me. But one thing's for sure, it's going to be a big night for sports. I'm Harry Ruiz, Raider Nation. Thank you for tuning in today here, the JT The Brick Show. He'll be back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday he'll be back. I'll be here in the studio Thursday and Friday, so we'll listen to you guys then. Have a fantastic weekend, Raider Nation.